All right, welcome back everyone. And I'm joined today with a special guest, a friend of mine that I met at the men's group when I was in Bali. I've mentioned that group a number of times on this podcast. And today my guest from there is Troy Asinyang. I, I messed it up already. Asinyang. Asinyang. It's French. We got a, we got a, a French, a French Canadian here. Um, well, my brother from Vancouver, uh, he's been traveling the world for well, I'll let him uh, come out and share his story, but um, you're currently in Kuala Lumpur. We met in Bali. You're bouncing around Asia, and we're going to talk today basically about what Troy does helping people and businesses optimize their performance um, online and offline through leadership, marketing, and the campaigns that he sets up, uh, along with what he works with his girlfriend. And we're going to kind of talk about being a digital nomad, um, working in this kind of fast-paced uh, new economy of, I guess, the freedom economy of working wherever you want as, as yeah. you are. So, Troy, man, thanks for taking the time. Come on out, man, and give us a little bit about your uh, your background and what you're up to these days. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Um, so, bit of a background, I guess. So, I, and I don't even know if you know this, but uh, I was a construction worker for many years. Um, so, an interior contractor, drywall, taping, painting, steel studs. Mm -hmm. um, so, Throughout that time, we would go into job sites and it was pretty competitive. Um, we would go into job sites and I learned throughout that time to educate and how to position myself. So we would go into jobs and use a laser, laser measuring tool. We'd measure up all the walls, but uh, oftentimes we actually didn't need to use that tool. But I noticed that because we take the extra time caring and actually doing this comparative to our competitors who would just mm -hmm. come in, they get the blueprints, they give a price. We were winning more contracts. Mm. So from that, I ended up going into mentorship later on in life. I realized there's a lot of construction companies that were curious how we were landing contracts. Um, I started mentoring in the construction realm and then 2015, we went fully online and I started working with various businesses, helping them with their positioning, with their offers, with their communication and just how to educate and stand out and kind of work on their perception, but not in a sleazy way, mm. um, in a way of like actually caring, of like actually delivering value to people in a better way um, right. instead of just, yeah. So that was honestly how I discovered what I'm doing. And uh, from there, went full-time in it, got a couple companies, some pretty great results. And uh been in it ever since i think it's about three years now full time wow and have you been traveling that whole three years like on the road doing this or are you kind of going back and forth to vancouver or what's your kind of so, uh i met my girlfriend in a group that we started um a young entrepreneur society group and uh we were doing events in winnipeg and me and her kind of crossed paths and then uh she me and her met up and went to, she went to a Tony Robbins event in Florida. Um, and then I ended up meeting her there after a year of, or after knowing, getting to know her online for about a year. Um, went to the, went to Florida, spent three weeks together. And then four months after that, I booked a one-way ticket to Vancouver. And that's when I kind of went all in on this whole realm. So five months after that, I booked another one-way ticket to Bali with her. Um, she decided to go to Bali, and then we ended up spending, I think, close to about eight months there. Um, spent eight months in Bali, and then uh, 
Then we went back to Canada for a bit and we're like, yeah, this is kind of cool, but we still want to travel. Um, and then went to Thailand for almost a year, um, Europe, Bali, back to Bali. That's where I met you the second time. Right. Um, and now we're in KL. So yeah, it's been, it's been pretty much full time on the road. Um, it's been interesting, lots of different challenges and different get to get creative with prospecting and the time zones and different things. But, uh, yeah, it's been full time ever since. <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking too, the, the whole dynamic of traveling with the girlfriend, living with the girlfriend and kind of doing business with a girlfriend. How has that kind of been like, I'm sure that that's kind of like a roller coaster to manage in its own, uh, mm -hmm. regard. Yeah, I think it's it's been fun, interesting, and exciting. I mean, it's nice having somebody that is an entrepreneur. I think that's something that I've always known was really important in any romantic relationship. Is that like you know, as a as an entrepreneur yourself, you kind of you have your wild tendencies and your way of doing things and uh, somebody that is your romantic partner needs to understand that. And fortunately, Alicia was also an entrepreneur previous to all of this as well in the makeup industry. She did a lot of freelance uh, films and different things. So it's challenging, but at the same time, I think exciting and exhilarating. I think like it's the, <laughs> most spiritual experience you'll ever be on. It'll challenge every fiber of your being and make you face your, make you face your deepest, darkest demons in a good way. Um, I think, cause you can't really run away from them when you're in Canada or the state or a different place. You can just kind of go out. Whereas like in a lot of these foreign countries, you kind of have to stick together and you yeah. have to face the, you have to face the stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I guess, that, I guess, I guess that that's kind of like, um, yeah, it, you know, I think that that's a good test to see if the relationship is good enough to withhold that because perhaps if it was easier to just walk away or break up, if you were living in a place like Canada or the U S but when you're kind of like, you know, living abroad and working together, it kind of makes you, uh, ride the tides as they say, instead of just bail ship. So yeah, yeah I've yes, never really thought of it that way, but yeah, I could see how that would be, uh, be, yeah, an interesting dynamic. So, I think so with being in Thailand comparative to Bali, we lived in the country in Thailand. Um, so we were like 25 minutes out of the city. Um, mm. whereas in Bali, you're like kind of always in a, right. like an area that's moving. Yeah. Um, I think when we were in Bali, like we wouldn't face our stuff as much mm. because it was to go to a cafe or go to the beach or just go being and doing something whereas yeah. when we we're in the country we kind of had to face ourselves more um because like when you go to the state. city yeah there's you have to be planned to go into the city you don't just hop on your scooter and just like go right. um so i think that was an interesting uh it's i think it's great because it forced us to face our own uh darker parts um of ourselves instead of just kind of being distracted because I think it's really easy to distract yourself from going in right well yeah I mean we're surrounded by distractions these days even in the best environments and situations yeah. but being in a space where you kind of uh you know I, I think that these days having these uncomfortable conversations is so key you know like especially to deepen a relationship to go through the uh 
the darkness, as you say, and then when you come out the other end, you're tighter because of it, because you guys committed to stay with the process and each other. Um, that's probably yeah. why. How long have you been together for? Um, so almost, I'd say about three and a half years now. Oh, wow. That's quite a while. And, and she's from Vancouver. And are you from Winnipeg? I'm from Winnipeg originally, yeah. Oh, wow, man. I, I had a basketball scholarship there. I played for the University of Winnipeg Westman. That's so fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to U of W. I lived like downtown um, and also on Corden Street there. It's a pretty happening place in the summer, but pretty freaking cold in the winter. Yeah, it's freezing in the winter, but it's amazing in the summer. That's one thing that we do miss is Canadian summers. Yeah. Um, we're not going to lie. That's something that we want to kind of work into our travel schedule as the years come on. Um, but yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you two are running two similar but kind of slightly different businesses. If you want to kind of share what you are doing and how you're kind of going about supporting yourself to travel around the world for all these years yeah, yeah. Um, in, in further depth. Yeah, so I guess I'll touch on mine and kind of add to hers. I think this is an interesting to the topic that you talked about over the past year or two. We kind of co-mingled our businesses for a while and we're building like the same thing and mm. then we realized that like it's better that we create our own things and then come together mm -hmm. so we could actually fall deeper in love and not like be trying to micromanage something together and right. build it together is challenging yeah. um so basically my realm my realm's focused on positioning and mentorship um optimizing people's offers and getting more out of what they currently got. Um, I think a lot of the times it's easy to get caught up in your own stuff in your realm um, and just kind of like let the cog just keep on turning. Um, a lot of people that generally come to me, they're, they're at a place where they're doing well in business, but they want more and they're maxed out. Um, they're maxed out on time, effort, and energy. They don't know where they can get more. So it's creating strategy for them to optimize their current efforts. Um, area that I'm looking more into and moving more into is performance-based marketing. So companies that have existing lists of past customers, helping them reactivate past customers and creating profit share where mm -hmm. they basically don't have to pay any fees up front. And then on the back end, we create a beautiful experience where they make more customers and we deliver their marketing. Um, so, cause there's a lot of digital marketing out there now. Um, there's a lot of people competing in that space. So we're looking at doing it differently where we do absorb a lot of the risk, but at the end of the day, we absorb a lot of the upside too. And we can create a beautiful relationship where it's extremely trust-based. Um, it has to be, you know, it has to be a depthful relationship. We can only work with a handful of one to five people in that room. Um, cause after that you get pretty stacked. Um, but yeah, between the mentorship, one-on-one -on -one mentorship and the optimization, um, and positioning and just working in their offers and getting their sales process tighter and then backend optimization with existing businesses and companies, reactivating old lists and reactivating kind of more of their hidden assets. Right. That's really interesting. So, so I've never heard like, like when we were in Bali, it seemed like everyone had a social media marketing agency, you know, like everyone yeah. was doing that but I've never heard somebody put it together where you have a so they don't pay anything up front you just say look at we're gonna we're gonna maximize and, and market another offer or something to the list and then you do a revenue share pretty much like a 50 50 split 
Yeah, and they have to, it, it wow. can vary on the percent, um, but they have to have a list. They have to have like a pretty decent size list. It can't just be like yes. someone with like 10, 15 customers. It has to be like a couple thousand past customers, an established business. Um, yeah. It's definitely out of the norm, but everyone's going, everyone's going right, so we're trying to go left. Um, yeah, zig, zig, zig when everyone else is zagging. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because like, I, I mean, we've built a lot of front ends and we we do do a lot of paid up front advertising. Um, but this model is for us to attract, I guess, higher end businesses, um, businesses that are doing well, but they want to do better and bigger. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they, a lot of marketing hasn't been brought to the 21st century in bigger yeah. businesses. Um, it's kind of like, you know, 10 years old, but we're also playing in 2019. Um, mm-hmm. So whereas a lot of the smaller businesses are using the cutting edge of marketing, which is okay. Um, but I think it has somewhat less impact when you're building a front end because front end, like optimizing somebody's front end and building out their whole marketing machine takes, takes a lot, takes like all you've got and more testing, tweaking, optimizing, building out 10, 15 different variations of a page to find the one that wins. Um, so that, we're trying to move away from that realm and be more in the actual performance realm of they've already done their testing. They know their market, they know their customer, um, but they just want to get more out of what they currently got. Interesting. And as far as that, are you using like everyone's kind of into click funnels these days? Are you using that for the majority of the, the software to build the pages or do you do something with a different kind of software? I'm just kind of curious how you're actually yeah, yeah. I mean, doing the time. We can use ClickFunnels. It really depends what they're currently using. Um, yeah. I think, I think at the end of the day, um, the platform doesn't matter as much as the message. Yeah. Um, you can create any page on most whatever it be, whatever platform. I guess it's just your preference. Like if they use Mailchimp, if they use ActiveCampaign, yeah. if they use ClickFunnels, InstaPages. It's. I have fortunately a design background myself. I self-taught myself design at 14 years old. Um, so yeah, that's kind of definitely helped me. Um, so I can kind of make my way around the technology space pretty efficiently. Um, that's what I was going to ask you next. Like, is it you actually going through and doing this or do you have a a team or do you, you know, like have outsourcers or kind of like how, like, how do you have, have the time to kind of do all this? Cause I assume it's pretty, like, as you said, extensive to work with developing something from the ground up on the front end. So from the front end perspective, we have a team, I have a team of advertisers that will run the marketing, all that. Um, I will write the copy, create the offer, create the structure. Um, Sometimes we will outsource certain copy depending. Um, I have a partner in Baltimore, his name's Jimmy. Um, He's worked for Agora Financial for quite some time. So I've been studying, I've been studying marketing with him for the past year and just sharpening a sharpening my writing chops um so yeah. they do they do some pretty big promotions they're the, um, big, so they're, the they're the biggest man yeah they're <laughs> the giant. Is like yeah, yeah taking your writing and putting it through their gauntlet of editing um yeah. it, it takes a pretty strong uh <laughs> takes a pretty strong suit of armor to actually like come out and like want to edit it after without crying <laughs> yeah. yeah no i've uh, i've heard stories i've heard stories yeah, yeah that's so that's I, we have a core team of people that have wicked talent. And then if we do need above and beyond and the resources are there to 
fund that side of things, then we figure out who's the best person that we need. Maybe we need a designer here. Maybe we need some copy help here. Um, but it generally starts with the core team and then goes out. But they're all individual contractors as well. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I was curious of that. Um, well, that's really cool, man. Um, and as far as the, you, I've seen you post a number of times about Facebook ads. So you also run like the Facebook campaigns for folks that are trying to get some traffic. Yeah. So my partner, Julia, she's from Vancouver. That's, I met her there. Um, she's actually in Belgium right now traveling with her family. Um, but, uh, we do do some front ends on that end, running Facebook ads, traffic, building up funnels, all that. Um, she handles a lot of that department, but I also deal make and create the front end offers. So I'll be involved in the beginning process to create the actual, the wording, the messaging to make everything stick. And then from there, her and her team will take on the rest. So. And for connecting with clients, how does that usually work? Is that you guys running ads yourself to get them or is it word of mouth referrals or like are you approaching people that you think are a good fit um through cold um you know reaching out like what's what's kind of worked the best for you so over the years we built everything up initially organically and through referrals um funny enough i would say referrals is probably our best source um once we get people results we springboard off those results and we create we create lucrative lucrative commission structures too whereas if you send a deal and it's a good size deal you'll get paid on the monthly commission um i think it's good for everyone to kind of win that way because then you have other people looking out for you um so there's that um we create content content like maniacs um, we're trying to create posts every other day, videos. Um, we have different groups that we've ran. Um, yeah. So all in all, I would say mostly organic. We do some cold outreach, but a lot of it's just, if we make a new connection, I'll connect with them, build a relationship with them, see who they are, where they're at, if they need connections. Um, and then from there building strategic alliances along the way, like just different people like yourself moving and shaking they're doing cool business and then they have a cool opportunity. You've shifted off. Yeah. You make cash. You look good too for the person that you're referring. Cause you know, they're in good hands. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would say definitely just honestly organic and referrals. Mostly we've nice. done some paid advertising for advertising, but it's funny enough. You, I find we've found better clients just through getting people results and leapfrogging off the results. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, action speaks louder than words most of the time. Um, yeah. for, for someone wanting to, if they've got a, an idea for a, a project or a product or a service to market, how simple or difficult would it be for them to do it themselves from the ground up? Like if they want to get a ClickFunnels account or something, and then they want to start doing some Instagram or Facebook ads, like really what's, what's the realistic, um, you know, percentage that they'll come out on top instead of losing money. Like a lot of people on Facebook, you know, these, these uh, campaigns can go pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. I would say like, I think it's reasonable to expect if you're starting a new campaign to not see tangible results for the first three months, um, you'll start seeing results. You'll start seeing some opt-ins and you'll start seeing some things move. Um, But a lot of people, think and feel that they can turn Facebook, Facebook ads on tomorrow and all of a sudden be a millionaire. 
um, mm. and generally that's not the case. Um, but I think there's something to be said about keeping it simple. Um, there's so much information at, online, like all you literally need is a bribe or something and often whatever it be mm -hmm. information to lead form to fill out your contact info, like your phone number, whatever it be, and then following up through email, whatever it be, providing value. And then always asking for more though, like asking for that next step. And like, I think an interesting way I've heard about it recently is like marketing's like dating. It's like taking somebody on the first date. You don't ask them for marriage right away. Generally right. not. You don't take them like propose on the first date. Cause that's kind of weird. Um, but you know, over the time you build up the relationship and the connection. I mean, I think it's, it's like, if you know your market, you can write a good ad. Um, if you don't know your market, spend some time on research. I think a lot of people jump in expecting to create a winner without doing research. And I think a lot of the, a lot of the magic comes from doing proper market research and actually seeing what has worked in the past and actually scouring through Amazon reviews and going through forms and all that stuff to see like the actual wording and the verbiage that people use. And once you do the research, your stuff writes itself. Right. Which I think is powerful. I don't know if that answered your question in full. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that's a good uh, illustration because I know for myself, like I've, I've, I've got this idea for something that I've been wanting to do for a while, but you know, to be honest, like all this campaigns, testing, split testing, you know, like uh, retargeting, creating multiple, you know, sequences of, of ads and videos. I'm just like, man, I, I, like it's intimidating. You know what I mean? It, it, it is kind of intimidating to be like. It takes an army. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I've seen what, um, like for example, there's a, uh, maybe about a year ago, I was working with a company out of Vancouver, uh, my, my friend's company. They've got, a, they've got a huge office in the Bentel uh, Towers right downtown, just yeah, like yeah. a crazy marketing um, uh, agency. And we were doing a deal where they were going to run all the ads and stuff for an ebook that I put together, like a, doing like a video course kind of. And just seeing like the, literally the team of people that they had to do everything from the design of the, the site to actually build the, the funnel, to write the copy. You know, I was always having to do, record these videos and stuff. And then um, it was actually for a crypto um, product. And then right when we were about to launch it, the market just like literally that same month, just like just tanked. So just, just seeing how much prep and production goes into these campaigns and you know we we were kind of like like the competition for this product we we're going to put together was james altucher so we were kind of like modeling james's uh crypto course and we were trying to put together one similar to that um but but yeah just the time and then the yeah, everything said and then the timing just doesn't work you know like so there's all these variables you know it's uh it's there's a lot of moving parts to it so that's why um i'm curious because it's something that i have an idea about another niche that I want to go into but just after seeing that and this would be something I'd be doing solo without um without that uh that backing so yeah just curious one thing that I think is really valuable is like if you can prove a process organically that works use ads to amplify that process mm. a lot of the times 
people try and recreate the wheel after they've nailed it organically. So they have a way of getting customers organically because it's all the same stuff. It's just a different process because you're using more automation. Right. If you want the process organically, try and figure out how to do the exact same thing, but with paid. And then that's when you can scale it up. And well, that's because when you know it works, like I think uh, oftentimes, like, Oh, I see what you mean. Don't put, don't, don't go paid first. First, make it organically referrals, kind of build it up. Try and Smaller. get a nice proof of concept first to proof see if concept. it works right. that way. Right. And then from there, then you can really amplify that. Like a prime example is like um, somebody selling a home. Um, with Facebook ads, your average marketer would think, well, I need to get their phone number and everything in here because then I can call them and follow up. Right. But if what's worked in the past is they've called you and said, hey, I'd like this house, figure out how to get them to call you to say, mm -hmm. hey, I'd like this house. Instead right. of inbound, and then you have to go outbound, and then you have to use a sales team to follow up with a leads list of like, if you have hundreds of different leads, you need somebody banging the phone every day. And if that's how it works, that's great. But if you're noticing that you're closing more of your sales when they're coming inbound and they're calling you, try and you can still capture their information, but try and figure out a way to keep the process the same that was getting the sales before. Yeah, yeah, no, that's really good. Um, did you spend that much time with Mike Vaselli in Bali? Did you meet no, him? No, I didn't. Okay, yeah, I hung out with him a number of times and. I went through his process and he's got like his whole deal is you wanted to go from webinar and not have anything offered on the webinar, have them set up a one-on-one -on -one call, do a free 20 minute consultation. And then on the phone, when you call them, that's when you do, you give value, see if you're a match and then you make an offer for kind of a high ticket offer for, you know, prolonged coaching or something like that. Um, so yeah, it's uh, like you said, there's all different processes to, to do. You just have to find one that it makes sense and that works. And then from there you can kind of really, uh, yeah, optimize it more. I like that. Cause like technically the webinar amplifies the organic content. Cause like normally how we will book a lot of clients is we create content, people message us, say, Hey, I want to know more Then we book a call. So in that case, the webinar, does the content piece for you right you track in, it gets them going and then it's like hey let's book a call so it's yeah no that's cool i like that and if you don't mind like for people interested in in discovering more about what you're doing um what kind of budget range should they have to be able to work with you guys and set all this up mm -hmm. so if it's just advisory or mentorship it can mentorship and advisory if we're just giving advice. Um, it can range from anywhere to 1500 a month to 2500 a month. Um, if we're implementing specifically and building the front end, it can range a lot higher into like five figures plus. Um, if it's performance-based and they have an existing list, it wouldn't cost anything, but they have to have proof that they have an existing list and that it's a good list um, and that we can create a good relationship together. Um, cause I think like that's, that's the most important part about the performance marketing is like building a beautiful relationship where we can all make loads of cash. Um, cause everyone's happy when they're making money. 
Um, so yeah, I would say it varies. Obviously, build outs cost more because um, we're having to do a lot of the heavy lifting. But if it's just advice and insight, then from there, it's based on a monthly retainer. Got it. Cool, man. Cool. Yeah. And where can people kind of kind of connect with you and and uh, see what you offer and follow up? Yeah, yeah. So you can follow me on Facebook. Um, you can go to my website, TroySwingin.com. It's hard to spell, but T-R-O-Y-A-S-S-O-I-G-N-O-N.com. Um, there's loads of case studies and results on there. Still populating the content on there, but we're most active on Facebook. Um, you can check me out on Instagram, trusted.advisor. Um, yeah, that's, that's about it. Cool, man. Well, I'll have those links down below here. And um, anything else you want to share of where you're going next or anything on the travel front or things that you want to uh, put out there? Yeah, I mean, I think we're planning to go to South America next. We're not too sure, 100% figuring that out. But I think if you're just listening to this, like, keep on going and enjoy the journey. <laughs> um, I think it's so easy for a lot of people to not enjoy the process and the journey of everything that they're creating. It's so easy to get caught up in the end destination. And yeah. it's like, learn to fall in love with the process and it life just becomes more fun. That's a big thing that I'm trying to teach myself um, is just like fall in love with the process of creation. And if you fail, you fail. And if you, if you fail, you learn or you win. <laughs> um, so I think that's a big one that I want to leave people with. That's really good, man. I mean, for myself, I always feel that I, I went to this conference with uh, Sean Acor. He's like the only professor of happiness. He's a, he's a Harvard professor and he actually teaches happiness at Harvard. Yeah. And he, He's got this theory and I totally could relate to it. I think a lot yeah, of people yeah. can. They say, when this happens, I'll be happy. When this happens, I can relax. When this happens, I can enjoy the, myself. And I find myself always like that. It's like, okay, when I go do this, then this is good. When I do this, yeah, yeah. then I'll f that, you know, like, and it's all about just what you said, like enjoy the process. And that's all life is. Like if you're just waiting to die, waiting to retire, you know, like you're missing out on the whole spectrum of what's really life is. It's just the ups and downs and Give me the chills. It's true. Cause like even oftentimes we'll set income goals and you get there and then it's like, cool. What's next? Right. Like right. you never, like you, you never actually arrive. That's yeah. the crazy thing is like, you never get to the destination where it's like, ah, I'm here. It's like, okay, I'm here. What's next. And then you never actually celebrate that, that sight that you had of when I get there then. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, no, man. Well, this has been really cool, man. It's been great to uh, expand on our connection that we had in Bali there and uh, looking forward to following your your travels and uh, super inspiring to hear the uh, the relationship that you've created, the business you've created, and just the uh, the impact you're making, man. So thanks so much for coming on and sharing. And uh, I'll have your links below for people to kind of connect and uh, follow you and your journey. And uh, yeah, man, that's that. I think that's a pretty good pretty good place to wrap it up. Yeah, I appreciate you too. I mean, I think that's how we connected at the men's event is you shared some pretty. I can just tell you, you're a guy that cares. And I really appreciate the message that you're spreading to all the amazing people. So thank you for doing what you do. Well, you know, it's funny that we both have a similar background of Winnipeg and Vancouver and living abroad and stuff. So that's probably why we, uh, we connected so well there. So 
that's awesome, man. And, and uh, yeah, I'll have those links below. People can follow up and uh, look forward to next time we can connect. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Take care, brother. Thanks, guys.